What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBSSports.com networks. And I'm back from the Scouting Combine. And first, an apology. I had every intention of doing a podcast in the morning, but that is a long week. Long week. <laughs> so I apologize. At some point, you you got to get some sleep. So I'm back. I'm loaded up. And we're going to talk scouting combine here throughout the weeks um, coming up. I got 15 players. The Packers had formal interviews with at the scouting combine. You get you get 60. I figured out 15 of the players. A lot of those are on defense, and we'll talk about those, like I said, in the next week or so. But to me, that's top secret information, and I will... Uh, Roll that stuff one guy at a time over at Packer Report. But for today, we're going to lead off with what Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson said about free agency. Since today is the unofficial start of free agency, the quote-unquote legal tampering period begins at, I believe the official time is 11 a.m. Central Time today. And that is when you know teams can go talk to T.J. Lang and talk turkey with him. They can't sign him. But teams can talk to free agents and, you know, talk contract, see what they're looking for, make them an offer. So that starts today, and the free agent signing period starts on the 9th. As of this point, the Packers have not re-signed any of their free agents. And we had as a crowded group, um, the aforementioned TJ Lang, you've got Eddie Lacy, you've got Nick Perry, you got Micah Hyde, you got Jared Cook. Um, maybe some lesser guys like Dayton Jones and, you know, long snapper Brett Goode. It is a long, Micah Hyde, I think I forgot to mention him. Packers haven't signed any of those guys. I don't think there's any reason to be alarmed about that, though. Look, if you're the player, I think first if you're the team, or first if you're a fan, you wish all these guys were signed already. But if you're a player, why would you sign? What, what possible reason is there to sign? I know the Packers have had some success signing guys before the sort of free agency in the past, but why would you? You've come this close to becoming a free agent. Why don't you just wait? So, you know, I have no idea behind the scenes, behind the scenes, what the Packers are doing. I don't. I don't know if it's if they've been trying a whole lot or B. You know, do you say you know what? Why don't you go see what you're worth, and then come back to us? You know, in fact, that's that's how. Um, um, Minnesota GM Rick Spielman. No, it was actually Minnesota coach um, Mike Zimmer said of of Adrian Peterson. You know, the, the after they decided not to pick up Peterson's option, that, that's basically how the Vikings are going to work. It they're going to let Peterson go see what he's worth, and then they'll talk Turkey after that. And, and you know, I would think the Packers probably some of that going on with Green Bay too, where go see what you're worth, just get back to us before you do anything. So I. 
That's probably a smart way to do it. Let the let the rest of the league tell you what your player's worth. Rather than you go and just sending a guy for $10 million a year when no one else is going to offer him eight. So there's probably a lot of that going on too. So I, I don't think there's any reason to be alarmed that the Packers haven't signed any of these guys. And again, like I said, frankly, from a player's perspective, why would you? I mean, why would you take X amount from Green Bay if some other team out there is willing to offer you X plus $1 million, you know? So anyway, the, the conversations on that start today. And the signing period is on the 9th. Of course, the Packers want all their guys back. That's what Ted Thompson says every scouting combine, and it was no different in this one. Deal for Mike McCarthy, but a lot of interesting cases here. Let's let's start off with not the most important player here, but I think maybe one of the more interesting conversations is at running back with Eddie Lacy. And, of course, Kristen Michaels in that mix too, but I think Eddie Lacy... Eddie Lacy's the guy here. McCarthy made no bones about it at the Combine. I call him one of our guys. I call him a core guy. I don't think Mike McCarthy says those things um, if he doesn't know the plan from Thompson. I mean, these guys are on the same page all the time. There's no talking out of school, so to speak. If McCarthy went to bat for Lacy, I think that means that the Packers are going to go into this with every intention of re-signing him. So, interesting me, though, what is he worth? And again, I think this is why Green Bay is probably smart to let Eddie just go shop. I mean, what are you worth? His first two years, he had 3,000 total yards. 3,001. 3,001 total yards. Pretty remarkable. Then, you know the rest. 2015 with the weight, the 2016 with the ankle. So, what are you worth? I mean, he's still a relatively young guy. He's 27. So is that worthy of, you know what, no one's going to offer him anything and he comes back to Green Bay on a one-year deal or two years and six million or something like that? Is it one of those deals? Or does Sun PC a 27-year-old running back and, and think, you know what, his ankle's fine now. We can get him into shape. Um, we can, we, we've got the motivational tools. We'll, we'll get him into shape and he'll be great for us. And, he, and, they, and they offer him a lot more than than two years in a, relatively speaking, peanuts contract. So I, personally, I, th- I don't think that's going to I think I think Green Bay will, will get him back for two years and, and whatever, you know, $6 million or whatever it's going to be. And there's been a lot of talk out there among the fans among Adrian, about Adrian Peterson. In fact, I did a Facebook Live thing, my first ever Facebook Live thing at the Combine, among my, my new bosses over at CBS encouraged that. So, of course, I said yes. Adrian Peterson. I don't think that's going to happen, and here's why. One, I just think that off-the-field stuff, um, with him beating his his child, I, I just don't. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth the the grief they're going to take, considering he Peterson is 32 and has had two season-ending injuries in his last three years. I just don't think that's going to fly. And if there's a tiebreaker here, it's this. The Vikings, Rick Spielman did a, a, a wise thing here. The Vikings GM. He didn't release Peterson. Releasing Peterson would have made him a street-free agent. What's, what uh, Spielman did, is he didn't pick up Peterson's option on his contract. And that makes Peterson an unrestricted free agent. And it's obviously that there's a, 
There's a big difference there. A street free agent you can sign, and it doesn't pick your compensatory picks. With with Peterson, though, he's an unrestricted free agent, and that does impact compensatory picks. And if the Packers are going to go into this thing knowing full well that they're going to lose J.C. Treader, and J.C. Treader is going to get $7 million a year, and that's what can be, you know, that might be worth a fourth round pick in next year's draft. And maybe they can't, you know, force some of these other guys, but we'll just leave it to one. If you sign Peterson, you've now thrown away the compensatory draft pick that you would have gotten for losing Treader. So I think those two things, I think the, that obviously, you know, so you're, you're talking about the off-the-field stuff. You're talking about two out of three years with season-ending injuries. You're talking 32. And you're talking compensatory draft pick. I think all those things rule out Peterson. And the other big name, well, there's two other big names on the running back market. One is Jamal Charles. He's had season-ending injuries the last two years, and he's 30. That doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that, that Thompson will go swing the bat for. And the last big name back in... I don't even think this one's worth discussing. Is Latavius Murray from the Latavius Murray from the Raiders? Who's a dang good running back, and he's going to be paid accordingly because he, unlike unlike those other guys who are you know thirty years old and have injury problems, Murray is twenty six and has no such thing as injury problems. So I think Murray's going to get a lot of money in free agency, and I think that makes him a, a non-starter from Green Bay's perspective. All right, let's go to guard T.J. Lang. Uh, McCarthy, of course, says a lot of nice things about Lang when he's asked him about him at the Combine. Call him his fine alignment as he's seen in 20-plus years of coaching. And I came prepared to ask this, and I jumped right in with this. This is on, on our behind-a-podium conversation. Um, this is what was not on TV. This is our side session with us local guys. And this is basically what I asked McCarthy. I go, Mike, last year you got rid of sitting. But you had Lane Taylor, you knew, and you knew Taylor could play. You don't have that this year. Do you have to sign TJ? That's basically exactly how I asked it. And, ah, it's a hypothetical, so McCarthy said. But then he went out and said that, you know, he's, he's our guy, and I, I intend, I, you know, fully intend on him coming back. Now, this one's out of the Packers' hands to some extent. Lang is 29. He'll be 30 in September. You know the injury deal. You know, the shoulder surgery last offseason, the hip surgery this offseason, you know, the broken foot, I don't think is worth um, considering. But, you know, hips and shoulders are signs of, could be construed as, signs of breaking down a bit. So that makes this what the interesting deal is. What does he offer? You know, the Chiefs sign the French kid. And I'm Laurent, I need John Dorsey here. John Dorsey, the former Packers GM, when he mentioned him at, at his podium session, he goes into this all-time great French accent to say the kid's name. Uh, Laurent, if I were to Englishize it, which isn't a word, but it seems, it seems fitting since I'm making up how the guy's name is pronounced. It seems fitting to make up a word of Englishizing something. Laurent Tardif Duverain or something like that. But either way, the Chiefs gave him five years in forty, basically forty-two million dollars, which is a little, a little over eight, eight a year. For what? Pro Football Focus had him one is an, an above-average guard, but not 
a whole bunch of above average. Just you know, so he's an, a above average guard. He's an ascending talent, but he's TJ Ling is an elite guard, a Pro Bowl slash All Pro kind of guy. He's a proven guy. He's a leader. I, mean, I don't know if the guy's a leader or not, but you know, Lang brings the intangibles, the end of field stuff. So if this guy is worth more than $80 million a year, what is Lang worth? Is Lang worth $10 million a year because he's a better player? Or is he worth $8 million a year because of the injury stuff and it's going to scare teams away? So again, I think if you're Green Bay, you know there's no reason to go out and assume he's going to offer $10 million a year. And just go off from $10 million a year, which very well might be what he's looking for, based on the, on the French guy's contract. <laughs> I don't know if he's from France, but... Um, or, and if, you're, and if you're Lang, if the Packers are offering you two years and $15 million, again, I'm making up stuff because I don't know. If the Packers are offering you two years and $15 million, why on earth would you take it, right? I mean, if you're TJ's... Um, if you're TJ and you're TJ's agent... You've got to be coming in this thing in four years and $40 million. That has to be the target, right? If the French guy is worth five for 42, you're worth four for 40, right? So, again, I, I, think, I think this one was doomed to have no chance of sending him in advance um, just based on the, on the sheer unknown. But if you're Green Bay, how can you let him go? Now, I wrote a story last night at Pack Report. And I'm doing all my all my Frisian look ads are, are through the whole draft lens. Since I'm just coming out of the combine, I'm combining those two. It's a good draft of guards. There's four guys in the first two rounds. But if you're Green Bay, do so. Look, in theory, you can replace him. But if you're Green Bay and your defense is god awful, why on earth would you want to spend draft capital on a guard? Of course, you don't want to. So in, in my in my mind. T.J. Lang is a must-sign. All right, we'll stick with the offense and go to tight end. Again, this is the same story as a guard. What is Jared Cook worth? And again, we're talking the same deal here money-wise. What is he worth? He hasn't really ever put it all together except down the stretch last year for Green Bay. So if you're another team, are you looking at Cook as... Look, here's a guy who's finally got it together. You know, maybe we've got a good quarterback to keep this going. Because, you know, he never had a quarterback with the, with the Titans and Rams. So, look, if you're, the other, if you're not on a team, are you thinking, this is what he is as a player, is what he showed you late with Green Bay. The guy is still a phenomenal athlete. He checks out great as far as the off-the-field stuff. I mean, he, he was really good in the Packers locker room. And he finally produced, after years and years and years of being a quote-unquote tease, he finally produced, this is the guy that we can sign, and you're prepared to go bidding for him, and it's, you're thinking, you know, four years and $24 million for the guy. Again, I'm totally making up stuff. Or, is he a guy who's put it together for a half a year and that's it? And he's worth significantly less. So, and again, you know, again, I, I think this one... I came with this thinking that, you know what, if there's any guy Green Bay is going to sign of these, of their quote-unquote um, key free agents, maybe Cook would be the guy. Because, you know, for the first time in Cook's career, he put it all together, and he seemed to really enjoy it here. So I thought, 
maybe he's the guy that gets signed first. And you know what? Maybe this is still going to happen. Remember, we got a, we got a few days before he's really free. But again, if your cook cook is twenty nine, I think this is your last run at this. You made a lot of money coming out of Tennessee going to the Rams, but this is probably your last shot to get a big contract. Why not? You know, why not go see what you're worth? And again, you can go back to Green Bay. Green Bay will take you back at the right price. So it's you know, it's it's the dynamic here of, of if you're Green Bay, would you like to send him? Yep, yeah, probably. But if you're Cook, why why on earth would you sign? I mean, go 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 see what you're worth. I mean, you got this again. This thing he starts at 11 a.m. today. By 11 a.m. tomorrow, you might know what you're worth, and he maybe he'll be signed by. What the hell is today? Today's Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Wednesday. So well, maybe maybe he'll be signed by Wednesday. So, But, again, same deal as guard again. If you lose Cook, you can replace him in, in, in the draft. I mean, O.J. Howard from Alabama is a top guy. He's long gone. The, you know, the kid, there's a kid from Miami. Nyoku, Joku, I have no idea. Again, I've been a writer for so long. I don't care on any of these guys say their names. N-J-O-K-U. That's his name. To me, that's all that matters. But I got this dang podcast. I need to learn how to say guys' names, too. So at one point in my life, I'm going to get up in the morning, not only write some notes of what I want to talk about, but write some notes or, you know, check his name out for pronunciation purposes. So, but he's a second-round guy. Total freak of an He's He's basically a Jared Cook kind of athlete, the way, the way Cook was in that 2000. Eight draft class, oh nine, whatever the hell it was. Freak of an athlete. You know, he's in that mix. You got Bucky Hodges from Virginia Tech, um, Leggett from Clemson. You know, this is a, for the first time in a long time, there are honest to goodness tight ends in this draft. You can go get one that's going to cost you a lot less money than Jared Cook's going to cost. But, giant asterisk, but. Again, your defense stinks. You need to fix that defense. And feeling obligated to go take a tight end in the first three rounds, that is just one less pick that you have to go fix that defense. So if I'm Ted Thompson, and God knows he doesn't listen to me, <laughs> and frankly, why should he? But he's not listening to me. And he's, I, You know what? If there's one person in this entire world not tuning into this podcast, probably Ted Thompson. So... Um, again, if you, if you can sign Cook, and that gives you another pick to use on defense, and clearly that's, that's the way to go. I mean, unless some team offers Cook just flat out stupid money, which is possible, considering how much money is, gonna get, is, is available for teams to spend here. But I think, I think Cook's probably still a pretty good bet to come back. And for Green Bay, he, he's just a must sign because, Otherwise, you're going back to Richard Rodgers as your tight end, and your number two tight end is uh, maybe me. All right, the last noteworthy free agent on offense. We'll, we'll do defense tomorrow. The last noteworthy guy on offense is the aforementioned J.C. Treader. And another fascinating thing here. What on earth is J.C. Treader worth? The guy has never played a whole season. He's never played a whole season. I mean, he, he got hurt during OTAs as a rookie. In the second year, he's the anointed starter. He's done absolutely nothing. And he is the anointed starter. 
in the third preseason game, injures his knee, I believe it was. He said so many injuries, I don't remember them all. And that opens the door for Corey Lindsley. Um, Lindsley starts, that was in 2014. Lindsley starts all through 2015. Um, 2016 comes. Um, Lindsley's hurt in his offseason training. And just Treader comes in, takes advantage, starts the first six, seven games. Treader gets hurt. And voila, and ends up being, eventually has ankle surgery late here in the season, or heck, it might have been after the season even. But um, anyway, you got put in IR um, during the NFC Championship week. So basically, his career, he started a few games in 2015 when Lindsley got hurt with an ankle injury. And then he started seven games in 2016, and then, of course, Shredder gets hurt again. What is J.C. Shredder worth when he's got, I think, 10 career starts? He's arguably the best center in free agency, based on a really limited sample size. If you're another team, what on earth are you going to offer the guy, considering he's never played a whole season, and you have no idea if he's ever going to? He very well might. You could sign him for four years, and maybe he'll start all 64 games in that span. But you have no blessed idea of that, do you? I mean, remember, Treader went to... Crap. Cornell? One of those Ivy schools. One of those smart guy schools. One of the schools I was not allowed to go to. <laughs> I went to UW-Whitewater, which we called the, the Harvard of Walworth County. Um, no offense to Whitewater. I enjoyed my time thoroughly there. But I learned more in my internship than I did in four years there. But that's uh, nonetheless... Enjoy my time at Whitewater. Um, I was not invited to go to Cornell or wherever Treader went. I think it's Cornell. Not really relevant. Um, but anyway, he was a tight end there. So he spent a couple years at tight end. And then he, was, then he moved to left tackle. So you wonder if Treader is too big. I mean, some bodies are meant to be big. And some guys probably just aren't meant to be 300 pounds. And maybe, maybe again, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Maybe Treader's not, not meant to be a 300-pound guy. And his, and his frame just is not capable of withstanding that. I, I, I don't know. Again, maybe he'll be a four-time uh, Pro Bowler coming up. But again, it's, to me, this is fascinating. Look, he's, he's not coming back to Green Bay. Packers might need a guard. He can't play guard. Um, they don't need a center because Lindsley is there. Um, Lindsley had ankle surgery. Um, my good friend Rob Domoski reported yesterday but should be fine for training camp, if not the offseason stuff. But, look, there, there's really no place for for Treader here. He's a McCall- I, To me, it's just fascinating what he's going to get um, contract-wise and, therefore, what that's going to mean for comp picks for Green Bay in the 2018 draft. And the Packers' other free agents on offense, um, Don Barclay, who I think you'd want to keep for a depth uh, perspective, um, the aforementioned running back, Kristen Michael, also figures in that mix. I don't see. Uh, I just don't see Michael having um, any role here on any pass first team. I just. I. I, I don't see. He's. He is a total non-factor um, in the passing game. Does that just doesn't make sense to me? It's got to be Mon- Montgomery, Lacey, and a draft pick as your running back trio for next season. And that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. Thank you for listening. I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming back to this podcast. I'll be back tomorrow. There's a 100% guarantee we'll be talking the defense. And maybe there'll be some fragile news to speak of, too, now that the tampering period starts again at 11 a.m. today. 
So again, thanks for listening. Have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Analyst.